which is Psalm 145. I want to congratulate every saint on earth that have sinned today. Today is a different day. We had begun the journey I will call the end time journey. And God in his sovereignty will never keep us in the dark. If things had never been working for you and you are a believer, in this year, from this year, things will work. Because this is the year of God's glory. Now, having understood the things that God said about the year of His glory, I believe very much that um, whenever the glory of God is to be revealed, there are a lot of things that precede it. And I've been seeking the Lord to be able to bring to you information that you need to keep. Instructions from God that you need to do. Because as we know that all the time, whenever God makes a promise, the intention of God is that the promise is for everybody. But in actuality, not everybody enjoys the benefit of God. And so my intention tonight is to take you into the things that heaven requires from mortal men so that you and I can enjoy the glory. Let me read from the first scripture the Lord gave us. Every day the Lord said we should wake up and read Psalm 145. The first thing I will tell you is that you must be obedient to God this year. If God gave a people a scripture, that scripture, therefore, is no more just one of the scriptures that you reflect your mind over. That scripture is a description of what God intends to do. Obeying such instruction will bring manifestations of what God says for those people. I will together now. Come on, church. So, the first thing is that we want to obey what God says. Now, let me help you understand the scriptures. But before we go into that too, let me say this to you. The Lord told me that everything he will do this year will be found in that scripture. Everything that God will do this year will be found in that scripture. Both the things he will do to the church, the things he will do to the nations, the things he will do to the land, the things he will do to the sea, the things he will do to the heavens, everything that God created will see the hand of God in this very year, 2015. The beginning of it says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. What does that mean to you? I want you to lend me your full concentration. God does not want you to see him as your God only. But he wants you to see him this year as your king. Many of us do not understand what the king is. Because in your time, you do not have a king. A king is the one that has the ultimate power to determine whether anyone in his kingdom lives or dies. 
Especially when somebody falls a victim of the law and the consequence is death. It is only the king that can say, spare his life and his life is spared. So when the king is passing, the king is a symbol of ultimate authority and power. Really, the king owns everything in his jurisdiction. Up to today, in the English system, we still believe that all the land in England belongs to the queen. Either you have a freehold on your land or lease, so it doesn't matter, the queen owns the land. But beyond that, in the, in the old days, the days of the king, the king is the one that gives right to the members of his kingdom. And whatever you enjoy in a kingdom is determined by the limit of right the king apportions you in the kingdom. A good number of us who are, who are believers do not recognize the kingship of Jesus Christ. He is our God, but he also is our king. He says, I will praise your name forever and ever. Praise and worship is the only thing that will never stop. And I want to begin to talk about that in helping the church to, today in how you praise God and helping the choir as well. When I mean the church, I mean choir, everybody, instrumentalists, everybody. Praise is forever. Preaching we cease. Tongues we cease. Prophecy we cease. A day will come that vision will stop coming. When the perfecter comes, the Bible tells us all these things will cease in the book of 1 Corinthians 13. But the praise of God will be forever and ever. Both from our earthly realm to our eternity. Then he says, because of that, every day I will praise you. Because I know that my praise for you will be forever and ever. I will praise you throughout my life and when I die, then I will continue to praise you, my God. Because of that, if I wake up every day, the book of Psalms says, I will do what? I will praise you. And extol your name forever and ever. Look at what it says in verse 3. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. This tells us why we praise God. It's not because you have a particular thing that you can say, this is a testimony I want to come and give to praise God. You must understand that God is worthy of your praise every day. Either you see something that you want to praise Him for or nothing. Look, I will show you something in this scripture. I started praising God today, personally, and I will tell you the things that went through my mind. It says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your work to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of your glorious splendor, of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. Now, this is what was going through my mind. When I got home and I began to thank God, well, I haven't woken up when God permitted me. I began to think about this church. 
25 years ago we started. And I remember the day that we moved from Hillsfield Community Center. Some of you probably were not born at the time. And maybe it was the year some of you were born. Maybe you were born thereafter. And we moved from Hillsfield Community Center to Deport Town Hall. I remember the journey from Deport Town Hall to us, where we went into Austin's church, of course, with Deport Town Hall together. And then we're having night vigil in a small hall. And the church in Deport Town Hall was freezing cold. I remember the days when we have a watch night service like what we had yesterday. How we would go and hire a giant heater. I remember those who were working with us at the time in the church. Why we offered the church money to put in heating there and the church refused to. Now today you are seated in a fully cozy church. It wasn't so when we started. I remember how we asked to pay for the heating system and the church refused us to even put heater there. And every December like this, myself and uh, Pastor Adesai Jr., we will go out, drive to HSS to hire color gases. Then we will hire giant color gas. And then one day, I think it was mommy's clothes that was burnt by these radiators that we use. When color gas was so fuming, we decided to go and buy one other radiator that is infrared. In those days, we knew every radiator and every heating system that is modern. And in those days, we never thought we were suffering. We did it with joy. I remember when we moved from Austin's church and we moved to Lewisham, but we retained our Nightbridge in Austin's church. How we were in the, in the Lewisham shopping center. Until one day when they, when they said they were going to close down the center and we had to do our meeting in the roundabout of Lewisham, that Lewisham roundabout, that's where we held meeting on a Sunday. We did not think about law. We did not even understand there was a law or a permit that would, and it was, it was raining or something like that. And we went through all that. We remember the time we moved into Catford Center and then we moved into the Lions Club in Millwall. And from there, God purchased for us the New Cross. I remembered when we were doing the work of New Cross. Really, I remembered when we started our first building that we would buy as a church 44,000 pounds. It was like going through the eye of a needle for us to raise 44,000 pounds. This piano is 53,000 pounds. And it didn't cost this church one month to buy this today. But we had to buy a house, 44,000 pounds that time. And all of us struggled. We sold our properties to put down the money. And this is just within 25 years. I remember how we got Elderton, I mean the New Cross, and we began to repair New Cross. I remember all those that worked with us together in Ildatin Road to build it. Those who worked together with us in New Cross to build it. And as New Cross continued to be built, then we, we, we grew beyond the, the building. And then we started second service. Then we grew beyond that. We started third service. 
And then we started to use the tents for our watch night service. I remember how during December, myself and all the lead pastors with me, Pastor Sidney, Pastor Adisa, Pastor Jisa, Pastor uh, uh, Tayo and rest, we will go out looking for the cheapest company that can give us a tent. Having got the tent, we will look for how can we rent toilets. Then we will look for how do we heat the tent. And I remember that every year it costed us within 40000 to 45000 just to hire the tent and do all those services. And we will suffer. Because every December when we do the watch night, there will be, it will be freezing cold, windy, and rainy. And when I looked at all these places God had been taking us, I recognized something from the book of Psalm 145. We did not do those things for God with the hope of tomorrow. It is not because God had promised us a better tomorrow we commit our life to today. Really because of our commitment to God, we did not know we were suffering, though it came with suffering. Listen to me. And I began to thank God from the book of that Psalm 145 that we will speak about your wonders. We will talk about you from one generation to another. We, what we have gone through, our children will know it. But when I began to thank God for all those things, and I said, Lord, today we are now in our own auditorium. If the, 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 in those days, if we're able to have, you know, the time that we had, uh, I think 1,600 chairs in the tent, people came and flooded the tent, and we had a few couple of hundreds remaining. We couldn't house them. But yesterday we had over 2,500 people in this auditorium. And I went out there to shake the hands of the people as they were going out. The cold that we used to have, we have no more. The suffering that we used to have has been converted into comfort. Do you know something? And when I began to praise the name of the Lord, I also remember that from every phase of our history, some people left. Every time God will elevate us, we will go through a weeding system. As the people are weeded off, the next thing is promotion. The enemy will rise up tempests with intention to extinguish what God has given. Our brotherliness, our love and cordiality. Satan have tested it year in and year out. But the fact is that our brotherhood could not be broken. What has happened is that those that have given themselves to the enemy to have used, certain, suddenly they will decide to leave. We never address the issue. Because the Lord had told me, which I told my leaders, don't reply anyone, let me reply them. That is my principle. So when the devil raises the people and they begin to, you know, talk and talk, when it gets to my hearing, I will tell my leaders, nobody is saying anything. So that our heart can be concentrated on what God has given to us, which the devil doesn't like. God has given us to build the church of the book of Acts. Where people walk in love 
where people recognize the grace of God on one another. Where people put their synergies together to achieve what God has said. Where there is no rivalry. Where the lives of people are built and transformed. And when I began to thank God that regardless of all what we went through, and regardless of those who were with us and left and stuff, our number increased on a yearly basis. Not only that, we have achieved what we do not believe we have the power to do so. And I said to God, by whose power did we get the cathedral? When we moved into the cathedral, we never thought with my leadership, where would we get the money to renovate this place? It was never in our conception. We work on a daily basis. Whatever God provided for us each day, we used. We gave our hearts and we gave our family. Our sons and daughters are key into what God is doing with us. But you know something? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, How many of them who were with you are still doing morning cleaning? I said, None. He said, I have promoted every one of you. I have blessed every one of you. And he said to me, look at where I have placed you and open your mouth. And I began to thank God. The Bible says, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. I was like David when he was going from forest to forest. And all the people who came to David to give him support, they themselves are relegates. There were people who have been either sent away or somebody is looking to destroy them. But these people are potentials. And by the time that David became a king, every one of them became great men. And the Lord was showing me what he has done in this house. Do you know something, therefore? I began to bless love. From Psalm 145. We have no cause to regret. Let me say this to you. It says, They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. But at the same time, if God had done so much for us, we have many things to thank Him for. Those who came to me who had first degree, those who came to me who had second degree, they have had more degrees. They are more qualified in their trade. I have seen them as, you know, in the first level of their career. And I have seen them rise to the highest level of their career. Let me say this to you, therefore. If you know how to think, you will know how to think. For the glory of God to be revealed, a man must be full of thanksgiving to God. You must be able to think of the wonderful works of God. What about all the youths? I look at them. Some of them were small like this, like that. When God brought them. I began to check around their lives. Listen to me. How God had orchestrated their steps. Gradually, it seemed as if nothing is happening. But today, they are significant people God has placed them in various industries. There is none of them that is begging for food. Let me say this to you. If someone says to me that God is not with Christ with Tabernacle, I will ask him, if you show me where God is. 
the hand of God and the fingerprint of God is firm in this church. He has sustained us by the power of his name. Therefore, we will tell of the power of his splendor. We will proclaim his great deeds. If you talk about the crusades God has sent us, if you talk about the nations God has sent us, when we started 25 years ago, if anybody tells us that we will be speaking to president of nations and we will be invited by president of nations, we will say that you have to be a politician to be recognized. But God took us through the greatest corridors of power that are on planet Earth today. I tell you what, therefore, God has done great things for us. What about those who have been healed among us? Hear the testimonies yourself. People who Satan believed he had destroyed their lives, he had finished their life. Without any effort, Jesus healed them here. Those who are said to be barren, without any effort, Jesus opened their womb here. Those who have been oppressed without any effort, Jesus delivered them here and empowered them. You know something? People can be delivered and still be a slave. But in CFT, when God delivers a man, he empowers the man. And people who have been oppressed by demons are now casting out devils. I love it. What about those young children? The only thing our children grow to know is in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Some people, some children grow to know all the Hollywood stars. Some children grow to know all these films that are corrupt films and devil incarnate postures. But our children grow to know one man and his name is Jesus. When I look at their generation, I have peace about my future. And so therefore, God is worthy of our praise. For you to enter into glory, to talk about the glory of God, you must recognize. You must talk about the praise. He is the one who delivered your soul from death. He is the one who delivered you from shame. Even some of us who at one time or the other, we have a few of you too, who wandered away from faith. And God brought you back. I can tell some that when they wandered away, the parents came to me and told me that, oh, my son, yeah, my dad said, forget about them. <laughs> they have passed through me as a servant of God. Jesus said, all that the Father has given me, not, no, no one of them was lost. I said, leave them alone. They only went to gain experience. But let me say something to you. When the time came, the Lord brought them back one after the other. And I believe that yesterday something happened in this building. I will say by the early hour of this morning, something broke loose over this house. Your sons come from afar. Your daughters are carried on their arm. The nation that will not serve you shall perish. It shall be said among the nations, see what God has done. I believe somebody understands I'm not speaking of my own. I believe somebody understands that Holy Spirit is speaking right now. I cannot hear your amen to it. I cannot hear your affirmation to it. Be attentive to the voice of the Spirit. When a mortal man speaks, it's different when he shifts. 
For every man shall put on the shoes as the eternal one has ordained for them. For the shield shall come upon their hand. And the glory shall alight upon their head. And their tongue shall change to another, which is the tongue of the one, the maker of heaven and earth. For you, says the Lord, your destiny is sure. You have entered into the year that your soul have long waited for. Aspirations of old is brought to realization in this season. The night of sorrow is over. We have come to the morning of joy. Mm. Let all kindred praise the name of the immortal, the invisible, the only wise God. The one who was and is and is to come. Before the eyes of men, he shall make a spectacle. Before the eyes of men, there shall be a lifting up. Before the eyes of men, there shall be a certification. For the Lord will certify you before men. He will do things upon your life that men will know that he is your God. Those who have said we are is your God shall soon say, Show us the way, the house of your God, that we may serve him. For glory, you must be thankful. Write that down. Look at what he says further. I love it. Verse, verse 6. They will tell of the power of your awesome works and will proclaim your great deeds. Look at what verse 7 says. Shall we read it together? They will celebrate. Stop. Say it again. I will celebrate his abundant goodness. Say it again. I will celebrate his abundant goodness. I speak in the name of the Lord. Abundance come to you tonight. Tonight is the night of your abundance. If there are floodgates of heaven, right in this minute tonight, they shall be open over you. God told me that he would deal with finances tonight. Blessed are those who are under this roof tonight. Do you know something? I think you do know. Don't take the grace of God for granted. Whenever God speaks, glue to it. Okay, Lord. Whenever God speaks, glue to it. Do you know why? There was a man, a woman, who was in debt. Her husband was a righteous man. But yet, he died in debt. And then the creditors came to take his two sons, her two sons. So, the Holy Spirit reminded her of a friend. But you have a man of God as your friend. A man that God has chosen. Men of, you cannot become a man of God because you graduated the university. You cannot become a man of God because you labeled yourself so. You cannot become a man of God because people felt that they should give you a title. You become a man of God because the one, the God of the man, singled you out from among men that he may show his power and splendor through you. Listen to me. 
Though they were friends of the man of God, they did not know the grace. And the husband died without using that grace. But when the wife woke up, he went to the man of God and said, This is what has happened to me. You know that your servant, my husband, was faithful. Can a faithful man die in death? Yes. There are things that God will not do by himself because he has set an order for it to be done. That is God for you. It is by the lips of one man that a vase of oil filled barrels and adverse poverty in a household was terminated and tomorrow that faced them which was of sorrow and sadness and lack and captivity, turned to celebration and dancing, that that woman who had nothing yesterday, by the spoken word of a mortal man, that the Heavenly Father has sent to his generation, and the destiny of the woman changed. I say, tonight abundance shall come upon you. The very mouth of the Lord has spoken and so shall it be. If you have been struggling financially before, your days of struggle is over. Because he says they will celebrate your abundance. Men will celebrate the abundance of God over your life. I love the Lord. He is faithful. Look at what he says. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. Abundance of God and the righteousness of God. Jehovah to the Canaan. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Let me say this to you. Over the years, some of us, God has forborne us because He's slow to anger. We might have done all manners of things that is enough for God to exterminate us. But because God is slow to anger, He still accommodates us. But then now listen. It says, The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all He has made. But there is a distinction. He's good to all. He has compassion on all He has made. But there's a distinction. It says, verse 11, They will tell of the glory of your kingdom, and speak of your might. That is the distinction now. Look at what it goes for saying. They will tell of the glory of the kingdom and speak of your might. So that all men may know of your mighty act. And the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to who? To all his promises. Now I told you, the first thing is, you must be full of thanks to God in this season. Second thing is that you must believe in his promise. Full of thanks? Don't doubt what he promised you anymore. Exalt the promise of God than the promise of man. And exalt the promises of God than the disappointment you may encounter from human beings. Let the promise of God be 
exalted. Let it take preeminence in your life. For the Lord is faithful to all, not to some. All his words shall surely come to pass. And say, and loving to us all he has made. Listen. The Lord upholds, verse 14, all those who fall. I want to announce to many Christians on earth who have fallen in the past years, people that Satan had fallen onto their backs. In this year, the Lord will uphold them. Alright? He says, and he will lift them up. In this year, the Lord will lift them all up. But you know, Everyone who have fallen and who have bowed down, people that have been crippled by powers of hell, people that have been made inactive by men, they put all their confidence in men and they were, they were destroyed. People who have put investment and their investment had vanished over the years. But yet, they are God's saints. The Lord said to me to tell you all, this year is a year of the lifting up. Verse 15. Critically look at this. The eyes of the Lord, no, the eyes of all look to you and you give them food in at the proper time. Tonight is your proper time. For your food, you will receive it from the Father. Amen. Why? Because the Lord said tonight he will deal with finances. The Lord said he will deal with finances. You know, some of you don't know that apostles also have testimony. I have testimonies, I tell you. I have testimonies. <laughs> I don't talk about my testimonies because... My testimony is not testimony until yours is added. My main mandate is to make sure that everything God has said about each one that he brought under my voice is fulfilled. And when you testify, I rejoice. But let me say this to you. The Bible says, he who waters shall be watered. With the heart with which I water you, the Father also responds to me. My life is full of mystery. One day will be my day to talk. Hallelujah, somebody. That day, you will not hear any sermon than testimonies. Amen. God has been good to me. And the word of God is faithful. But it says, the eyes of all look to you, and you give their food at proper time. Now, verse 16. Conditions continue. You open your hands and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving to us all he made. But listen, the Lord is near to all who call him. I've told you that you must praise him. I've told him that you thank him. I've told you also that you must believe in his promises. Exalt the promises above your knowledge. This is the third condition. Call upon him. Don't call upon man. Call upon the Lord who promised. 
Let us pray more than ever in this very year. When you hear that it's prayer meeting, don't miss it. Carry prayer into your house. Pray along the road. Pray along the streets. Look, let me say this. Every fear that comes to you, pray about it first before you approach it. Any doubt that comes to your mind, pray about it first before you approach your doubt. Let me say something to you. If I'm coming to a man and I need a favor from the man, I'll first ask the Lord to grant me favor. And I will believe that the man cannot say no. Because if I ask my father for favor, he will give it. If I call upon him, he will answer me. You remember I told you that two things will be very swift in this year. One, in the past you might have been fasting over things, praying over things, do everything, and for year after year I didn't get it. But this year is going to change. Some of the things that you are going to be praying about, as you are thinking, it will happen at the speed of thoughts. This is what God will do. Now, at the, clo- at the end of this year, two few minutes ago, the Lord has released so many angels upon the earth. Because last year ending, Satan released so many demons. I told you before he released the demons. October, the earth encountered an overflow of devils. And the Lord countered it with his angels. And this year, because it's the year the Lord's glory will manifest, glory of God does not manifest without angels behind it. They are the messengers that God sends. And they are the ones that bestow the glory. They carry it and bring it to the midst of men. So that the things that the Father has set shall begin to manifest. But you see, that's the reason why you and I, you must pray. If you ask God for favor, you get it. If others don't get it, you will get it. Excuse me, somebody. If others don't get favor, you will get it. Remember I taught you last year. For grace to work for a man. That grace must locate on that man. The mercy of God which brings the favor of God and then grace will work for you. Everybody who is in office, directors, executives, chairmen, authorities, those offices are office of grace. They are grace. Okay? The same thing, every one of us who carry the power of God that we can see by the Holy Spirit, we can see tomorrow, we can see to life of people, we can tell you things you didn't know. We can tell you things that you know you are hidden from us. Okay? That grace only works in us when that grace locates a person upon whom favor rests. Alright? And favor will come upon you when you cry to God for mercy. Bartimaeus said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus passed him. He continued to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus continued to depart from him. But when he shouted the more, his voice hit the throne of the Father, the throne of grace, the giver of grace and mercy. When God sent mercy to Bartimaeus, favor rested upon him. Jesus has to stop. He said, call him for me. This day, you will hear the voice of your maker. He will say, call him for me. Those who say to you, shut up. They will begin to say, share up, he calleth thee. Grace will work when you can open your mouth. You remember? Be thankful. You remember? Exalt the promise more than anything. But also, don't give yourself rest. Until he makes your Jerusalem the priest of the earth. 
Are we together now? The Lord is near to those who call Him. He is near to those who call Him. I love it. The Lord is near to those who call Him. Those who call Him shall find Him. It says, to, do, to all who call on Him in truth. And that is the condition too. As you call on God this year, be truthful. You remember the three pillars of life? Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive man. Don't deceive God. Do you know something? Let me help you here. There are some relationships you don't need. They have put your life down till last year. They have destroyed your spirituality till last year. They have caused you to be rebellious against your God till last year. They have caused you to do. They have destroyed your relationship with people who really matter to your destiny. By that, driving away those who matter to your destiny away from you. And what is happening to you therefore? You are not able to fulfill that destiny because God has occasioned those people to be instrumental. Somebody who should bless you from his heart and, and doors will open for you. If he hates you, door will be short. What does it profit a man? To make a friend of a pajora? To make a friend of those who sit in the council of the wicked? To make a friend of those who walk in the ways of sinners? What does it profit a man? This year, chalk them out of your life. Because the people that call and God will hear this year must be truthful. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. God said, forbidden. It will never happen. Look at me, your pastor. Those of you who were young with me and now you are old. Where we have got to here? Is it by the influence of anybody under heaven? Answer me. Did I bring all the jointers that they are putting their photos on billboard, pulling crowd all over? Did I bring them to this altar? Excuse me, somebody. Have you had a person invited somebody because God works miracles to that person? Or somebody who calls himself a prophet that God prophesied to that person? I cannot. Because if somebody claims to be a prophet, what is wrong with my own mouth? If somebody claims to be a miracle worker, what is wrong with me that I can operate the miracle? Listen to me. I have not identified with them because their ways are crooked before my God. If I do identify with them, I probably will make a temporary fame today, which will, will, will perish tomorrow and hinder where I will have gotten to. We will not be in this building if I had done that. I have lived the life among you to show you that the Bible is true. You cannot be a friend of Pajora and God hears you. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel of the wicked. Listen to me. If I do a party, anybody who hates any member of my church cannot step my party, especially my pastors. And You can't step my party. If somebody hates your pastor, you have nothing to do with them. That is your father they hate. That is your father they hate. No one can come to me and say that he hates any one of you who comes to this church and that person wants me to accept him. That person had made the greatest blunder. To his face, I will tell him, 
Get ye behind me, you Satan. Because why? It is you that I come into fellowship with. When I'm having fellowship with you, where are they? How can they think I will favor them against you? I must be mad if I do that. You cannot afford to be mad or stupid. Because if I trade my God for them, then my God will be ashamed of me in the public. He will not answer me. I must be truthful. As I'm with you now, I cannot come among you and, you know, present all this flamboyant stuff about God. And then when I leave here, I'm something else. God will not hear me. Excuse me. Unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Do you think people just hear God by doing anything? No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. You either choose to be a friend of God than to be a friend of the world. If you are a friend of the world, in the days of tempest, you will not have confidence to call your God because Satan will remind you of your ills. This year, remove your hand. Remove. The Bible says that those who claim themselves to be, to be members of house of faith, okay, and they still live like people in the world. The Bible says, even do not eat with them. That's what the Bible says. Don't even eat with them. Shut your door against them. Someone says that, but if I don't keep relationship with them, how would they come to the kingdom? Are you the one who brought them before? Don't let Satan deceive you, my friend. If anybody should be worried about anyone who left a church, it should be the shepherd. Shepherd is the one who worries about sheep. Sheep don't worry about sheep. Hallelujah, somebody. There was a woman who joined this church. And that woman was occult. When she got to the door, I was at the door. By God. She greeted me and I greeted her. I said, come here, woman. I said to her, I know who you are. She says, sir, that is why I came. Because I watch you on television and I believe that God can use you to deliver me. I said, I am not a deliverance minister. But you have come here to hear the word of God. Listen to me, especially you choir. Very attentively. And the youths. The Lord told me to tell her, what is this idol when you enter your father's kingdom on the left? When you enter your door of your compound on the left, what is this one there? Oh, she said that the idol of her family and uh, I have rejected it. I'm now born again. And the Lord said, but you are the priestess. Listen to me attentively. She said, that is why I come to you, sir. I said, eh, okay, you are permitted to be in the house of God, but in this house, don't mess up. My eyes is looking at you. If I see a wolf in the midst of my people, if the wolf decides to be quiet, to eat grass, I have no issue. Maybe one day we'll convert. But if that wolf tastes for blood, I will extinguish his life out of him. 
I said, so, be careful. I said, go and join the intercessors. But God does not permit me to tell the people, even my wife, that this woman is a cult member. Because not everything prophet knew, you are permitted to say. She was in the midst of the, of the intercessors. For two years, she was in the midst. Pastor Sidney, where is Pastor Sidney? That is Pastor Sidney over there. If you want to know more about the woman, ask Pastor Sidney when we finish. Because I tell you this, <laughs> there is something in my dialect, I don't know how to say it in English. What it means is that, Iyegbe mo yomotobi, You know, what it says is that we know those of us who are in the group together. That woman was a cult. God sent her here to give her an opportunity and God did not permit me to say it. So she mingled with you like members. People ate with her. They loved her. She, she showed her love to them. Someone says that, but Apostle, why did you tell them? The Lord said, shut up. But one day, after two years, we were praying. And we were calling the fire of God. And when the fire of God came, it passed through everybody. Little did we know that that was her last day. As I was passing through the door to go, in the midst of the crowd, someone was saying, fire, fire, fire. I said, what fire? He said, apostle, please, apostle, please. I said, please for what? I said, Otishashimashi. The meaning of that is that you have done, you have tried nonsense. I told you the one who sent me will not have mercy on you if you decide to be stupid. He will not spare you. And it was full. So, and I knew what has happened by the Holy Spirit of God. I'm going to end up in about five, ten minutes. So I called Pastor Sidney. Pastor Sidney, come. I've been telling you guys about all these kind of things. Come and see with yourself. You have experience by this one. When Pastor Sidney came, Pastor Sidney was so, so confused that Apostle, this can't be. Was she afflicted? She's not afflicted. I said, she knows what she's saying. She was saying, I will confess. I will confess. I said, shut your mouth. Confess what? And she was going like that. I will confess. I will. You will confess what? <laughs> Let's go up. We went up. When we got up, the moment we opened the door, she was screaming because she didn't want to scream among people. She doesn't want to be put to shame. You know what I'm telling you? If anybody leave this family and talk against anyone in this family, do not eat with him. Because you have only two eyes. Anyone that I will relate with must be somebody as spiritual as myself or somebody higher than me so that I can learn something from them. Don't just follow people because of what they have said. Many are divisively devilish. Are we together now? She screamed. Father said that, Apostle, this woman will die here. <laughs> She's crying, I will die. I will die. I, will die. I said, you can't die. I said, Lord, release her. And the angels left her. Ah, she looked at herself. Ah, she got up and she ran out of my, of my office. I said, come now. 
Desire, eh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm okay. I'm okay. And she ran away. That was her last day in CFT Church. Few years after, I was invited to come and speak in a pastor's conference in London. All the pastors were seated. She is now a shepherd, a pastor in a Pentecostal church in London. God bless all of them. <laughs> Let me say something to you. She may be the seer in that church, and everybody is coming to kneel down. See vision for us. Once she puts his, her head, her, her hand on their head, finish. 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 Finito. In this year, a prophet you did not know his rising, don't go to them. A prophet you don't know personally, don't go to them. There are many, but in this year, God begins to judge them. You will see. Some of them, you will say that they are men of God. They are women of God. But when the judgments hit them, you will say, ah, could they also be a part of these people? God knows all man. So that Psalm tells me God is near to those who call him. In truth. Yes. Finally. Truth. He fulfilled the desire of those who want fear. Number four, you must fear him. What is number one? You must what? Be thankful and always sing his praise. Number two, exalt his promises above all. Number three, you must call upon him in truth. Second Timothy 2.22, I want the youth to read it for me. Flee the evil desire. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. That is what I want to hear. Along with those who call on God out of pure. Anybody that is not pure in heart, don't follow them. This year. This year. This year. This year. Some are in the claws of Satan. If you follow them, the devil will suck you in. Some are under the judgment of God. If their judgment meets you there, you will also be judged. You must fear God. God fulfilled the desire only of those who fear God. So when the fulfillment of God comes, the first thing he checks in a man, does he fear God? If he fears God, fulfillment will come. When a man prays and the result is coming, he will check whether he is truthful. If it's truthful, it will attract the results. I will together now. He hears their cry and saves them. And finally, in this year, God will watch over you. I say that God will watch over you. 
It says he watches over all who love him. So you see the condition? Three conditions. Truthful, fear God, love God. Truthful, fear God, love God. Be truthful, fear God, and love him. I say be truthful. Tell someone to be truthful. Fear God and love him. Say it again. Be truthful, fear God, and love him. Say it again. Be truthful, fear God, and love him. Stand up on your feet and we pray. We're going to pray to God from this psalm that Father, help our heart to fear you. Help us to be truthful to you and help us to love you. So I begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help us, O God, to fear you. Let us ask God to help us to fear him. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding of all who practice it. To fear God is a practice. Tell God, help me to fear you. Don't let my mouth run wild before you. There are some people who chat and they use the name of God to chat. You cannot use Bible for joke. That is apostasy. You cannot use the name of God for joke. He said, thou shalt not call the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Let us ask God, put a messenger at the door of our lips this year. Put a messenger at the door of our hearts this year. Tell God, as sign a messenger at the door of our lips, Assign your messenger at the door of our lips and our hearts. Tell the Lord, caution my tongue this year. Help my tongue not to speak guile. Let me be like Nathaniel. <clears throat> Help me not to speak guile. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, tell God, enable me, O oh God, this year. Assign your messenger at the door of my mind. Evil thoughts will not prevail in me. Evil thoughts will not prevail over me. Negative thinking shall be far from me. Redeem my mind from carnality. Tell God to redeem your mind from carnal things. That your mind will be set on the things of the Spirit. If man can hear God, you should hear Him. If man can prophesy, you should prophesy. If man can know tomorrow, you should know tomorrow. Tell the Lord. Assign your messenger at the door of our heart. Help us to fear you. Help us to be truthful to you. Help us, O oh God, to love you with all our hearts, with all our strength, and with all our soul. Tell the Lord, here am I, O oh God. It is the year of your glory that I may tell of your glory to all generations. Tell the Lord, help me to be truthful. Now begin to pray. Every association that will wreck me, deliver me from them. Every association that will hinder me this year, send them far away from me. Father, we pray for every member of this church. Any relationship that can shipwreck our life, Father, destroy them. Day and night never meets. Put a gully between us. Any relationship that will take us away from God, our God, our Redeemer, destroy the relationship. 
Don't let them succeed over us. If some of us are in such relationship, Lord, dissolve it. Destroy it completely. Tell the Lord. The Bible says, those who lay you waste depart from you. Isaiah 49 verse 17. Anyone that can waste my life, Father, destroy their relationship with me. Tell God, put an edge around me, my brothers, my sisters, my parents, your family, any relationship of human beings that can hinder your life, tell the Lord to call them off you. Begin to tell God, bring to my life people that will help my life. People who can build my vision. People who can spur me up in righteousness. People who can help me to serve God the more. People who can help me to respond to heaven the more. Bring them into my life. Father, bring them into my life. I want men and women who can instruct me in godliness. People who will help my character to be better. Who will help my vision to be better. Bring them to my life, oh God. Those who will destroy my vision, take them away from my life. Those who will bring me to the place of sin. Those who will cause me to become reckless before my God. Take them away from my life. Tell the Lord. It says those who lay you away depart from you. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Let me hear your amen together. The book of Haggai is one of the prophetic books that is coming to pass in 2015. Chapter 2, 6 to 9. Now it says in verse 6, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the seas and the dry land. Understand, heaven, earth, seas, dry land. I will talk to you about that tomorrow. Then it says that I will shake all nations. Then look at all nations. And the desire of all nations will come. I will fill this house with glory. You see the distinction? Now, there are two major things that God will do in the year 2015. There will be a shaking and there will be a feeling. There will be a shaking. When I looked at this and the Holy Spirit was giving me understanding, it says the ground shall be shaking, the, the sea shall be shaking. You know, when the seas are shaking, we understand that things like that give birth to tsunami. Because the sea, the bed of the sea shook. The strata gave way and the Gas and the fire under the strata began to crack way out. And when they come, they become a big tide. And people are swallowed up. You call that tsunami. When God shakes the rocks, earthquakes, and you see volcanoes, magma pour out. Any city... Any village that magma is coming through, there is no redemption. Everybody must be evacuated. Anybody who waits in a twinkle of a night will become ashes before magma. God will shake the ground. He will shake the heavens. When asteroids fall upon the earth from the skies, anywhere the asteroid hits does not live again. They are dead for history. You are going to pray. In the shaking that will come in the year 2015, Father, spare me. Together with my home, spare me. 
Lord, the Bible says, He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Tell God, let me abide under your shadow. Help me to dwell under the shelter. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. When you shake the ground, O God, this year, spare our lives. We pray for ourselves and all our family members, whatever they may be. When you shake the heavens, when you shake the sea, when you shake the air, when you shake the mountains and the mountains rock, oh God, when you send the wind, Father, as messengers, spare our lives, oh God. Spare our lives, oh God. For he that dwells in the shadow of the most high will abide under the shadow. They will abide under the shadow. Help us to dwell under your shadow, O God. Help us to dwell under your shadow, O God. The shadow of the Almighty. Deliver us from the shaking that is coming upon the earth. Pray when the sword of judgment of God will pass through where I am. Let your Holy Spirit surround me. When the judgment of God will pass through my office, single me out from it, O God. When the judgment of God will pass through my area, my borough, single me out. If I come and enter a plane that is doomed for judgment, spare the lives of the people because of me. Let your presence, O God, spare me. He says that we fill this house with glory. Begin to tell the Lord, fill this temple with your glory. Fill this temple with your glory. The Bible says, I am the temple of the Lord. A city that is built on a hill cannot be hidden. Fill me, Lord, this year with your glory. Fill me, Lord, this year with your glory. Fill me, Lord, with your glory. Fill my family with your glory. Fill my household with your glory. With your mouth as the Father. Hey! Surround me and my family and my home with your presence. Surround my church with your presence. Every member of CRT globally, surround them with your mercy. Our family members, surround them with your glory. Protect us, O God, from the shaking. With our eyes we shall see the recompense of the wicked. No evil shall befall us. No calamity will come near our tents. My God and my Redeemer, Yarobo Sikalera Bendai. Blessed be the name of the Most High. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed with thanksgiving. You remember that psalm says that he hears the cry of the faithful. If you cry on him truthfully from your heart, he hears you. The last prayer we'll pray for this night. He says, the silver is mine, gold is mine. The glory of the present house will be greater. You know, why should God speak of glory and speak of silver? After shaking, he said, glory, he said silver is mine. Which means that the shaking will take silver out of the hands of many and gold 
You know, we are going to the third recession. It's going to happen. I told you before recession now, that recession will happen three times. I told you. <laughs> we have gone to the second. Now they are saying that it's all right. There's no issue. The Bank of England will soon raise the interest rate. Let's see. Let us see. But you know that each time there's a recession, some people become millionaires. <laughs> you know, you ask yourself, all the money before recession, did they burn them with fire? No, the money just shift from one hand to another. And then there is recession here, while some others are just becoming something. In the midst of recession, some of you got jobs. Some of you in this church, they sacked people in the banks. Alright? And removed people because of recession. Then they restructured the bank. That is when you could get opportunity to work. And we have people here working all the banks here. All the top banks. Barclays, um, Satander, or whatever they call them. And the Tandansa. And then... <laughs> I think all these banks got their name from Africa. Um, you see, there are some of them, their names look like, uh, like, uh, like speaking in tongue, like Shanghai and all those banks. You know, when those youths come to me and say, Apostle, I'm not working with Goldman Sachs. Ah, if they say somebody's name is Sack, I think they will be sacking everybody. <laughs> I'm working Goldman Sack. I work in um, Otto Anderson. I work in Barclay. I say, yes, my time has come. I can come to the office and knock the door. And they say, what are you looking for? I put on my collar. They will they are not ask me. My member is the one controlling here. <laughs> Listen to me. In, if they didn't sack some people, you won't get a job. Some of you change job, change job, change job. In some of the organizations in this church, I have a good number of cases over the past year that they paid them redundancy after they have taken redundancy. In the same office company, they employ them back to a higher level. What kind of redundancy? Is that not a good redundancy? They paid you that we don't want you anymore and they took the money. Alright? That is what we call in Nigeria Udoji. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. I had many cases here of people who had several jobs, more than one or two. They don't know which one to choose. And they are top jobs. Top jobs. But let me say this to you. If there is no shaking, then silver and gold will remain in the hands of those who hold it. The time for you to have silver and gold has come. So in the shaking that is coming, the gold and the silver will move from the hands of some people. It will shift hand, and it will come to the hands of the righteous. You want to pray. At this time, hold in your hand your instrument of work. Any contact about your, your, your finance. Your checkbook, your, anything that has to do with your finance. Hold it in your hand. Hold it in your hand. And we're going to tell God, Father, gold is yours. Silver is yours. Two things. Give me Malachi. I love Malachi. God revealed some principles that mortal men did not know from Genesis. It says in chapter 3, 
Look at verse 10. Bring the whole tithe to my storehouse and that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. So when God says, I will shake the heavens and the earth, the floodgate will be swung open, but only to the faithful. That is floodgates. He's not talking about flood of river. It's of money. Let me show you the second thing. It's in the book of Numbers. That's what they knew before Malachi. Alright? No, Deuteronomy, sorry. Deuteronomy 28. You have floodgates in Malachi. And in the book of Deuteronomy 28, what God has for those who believe in him. Look at what it says in verse 12. It says, the Lord will open the heavens, alright, the storehouse of his bounty. So, if you attach this to the floodgate, it means that the gate of the storehouse of God's bounty is called floodgate. Is somebody here? These numbers reveal a principle that in heavens... When there is open heavens, there is storehouse that is full of bounty. And God, when he opens, he sends rain on the land in season and to bless all the works of your hand. You understand it's not talking about just physical rain. Because that rain is to bless. Like the Malachi call it flood. It's not talking about flood that destroys your house. It's talking about, you know, Abundance of God's bounty pushed out like floods. You know when flood comes? Some of you don't know. Ask me the story. They were repairing my house two years ago. When flood took our house and then they repaired it. Hmm? So those who are repairing it are finished repairing. And they were just preparing last things to bring us in the following week. They, took, they, they, they filmed the flood. As they were repairing. No rain. No rain. They were just saying, shh. They thought it was a joke. By the time they came out, they saw flood coming like this. They ran. The people took off to the high hill and the flood swept through the house. So when the Bible talks about flood gates, what God is saying is that beyond your control, alright, an inevitable outpouring that either you like it or not, you will be a victim of it. But in this case, it's not the flood that destroys, it's the bounty of God. It is the blessing of God. We're going to pray that, Father, as you shake the heavens and the earth, send the silver to my band. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord, as you shake the heavens and the earth, the silver and gold, send them to me, Lord God. Let my floodgates, O God, be filled. By the floodgate of heaven. Open the storehouse of heaven and send rain upon the works of my hand. Tell the Lord, this that I hold in my hand is a point of contact of my bread and my seed. Father, send your floodgates of blessing according to your promise. Let it come, let it come, let it come. I exalt your promise above any man.
You have said it tonight. Tonight. Floodgates. 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 Floodgates in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Storehouse be made available to me. The storehouse of heaven be made available to me. In accordance to your word, surprise this house with abundance. Surprise this house with abundance. Surprise this house with abundance. We will not beg for food. David said, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen a righteous man forsaken. There will be no jobless among you. There will be no poor among you, says the Lord. There will be no. He said, in this land you are going, there shall be no poor among you. In this year we have entered, there shall be no poor. When a poor man comes here, he will soon be transformed. When a miserable man comes here, he will soon be restored. A jobless man comes here, he will receive jobs. A businessman comes here, he will soon be totally transformed. Lord, put us in the position to rule the economy of the world. One more time. That the saints of God and I will rule the economy of this world. One more time. I prophesy abundance. Thank you, King of Heaven is done. Lift up your voice and bless the Lord, He has done it. Father, we bless your name tonight, you've done it. It's the first day that there may be meat in your house. You have sent your blessing and prosperity over us. Yes, Lord, you make a covenant with us tonight. On behalf of all our brethren that shall become becoming. It shall be a house of bread, Christ for tabernacle, says the Lord. There shall be no lack any longer in this lie in this house. There shall be no lack any longer in the life of any member of this house. Yea, success shall be the name of Christ for tabernacle. In everything that we lay us on, we shall be successful. For the Lord will be disposed upon us. He will open these floodgates and send us bounty, 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 bounty according to His power in glory. Thank you, King of Heaven is done. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. The Lord said to me, tell my people, today I make a covenant with you. There shall be no poor among you. This place shall be called the house of success. It shall be called the citadel of abundance. You will have abundance to the extent that you will be able to provide for the need of every poor. Everyone that will join himself with you, Christ the Tabernacle, if they were miserable before, their life shall be transformed. If they had luck before, their life shall be transformed. It will soon be said in the city of London, if you join that place, financially you will be transformed. As the Lord will transform them financially, so He shall glorify them. It shall be a place that the glory of God shall abode. It shall be a place of encounter of the Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You will not beg for food. From this time henceforth, before your need will appear, your provision shall be brought. Angels will bring provision to you from heaven. Angels will bring provision for you to you from heaven. Your sparrows 
and your ravens from this hour they are put to task. Your bread and your meat shall be brought by angels. Anywhere you go, favor of abundance of silver and gold shall follow you. Those who are, who are the custodian of it on earth shall trust you with them. They will be very happy to bless you. The favor of God that blessed Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Tonight, CFT, it comes upon you that there may be meat in the house of the Lord and it may be said among the nations, it is profitable to be faithful unto God. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the king of heaven. It has happened. I will call Pastor Josiah to come and take.